Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, The Struggle of Two Natures. And in this week's message, Pastor DeMichael teaches us about how even though we have a desire to do what's right, we don't always do right. I know that in my own life, this is often a struggle. And so today, we will be learning about how to bring forth the part of our nature that is like Christ, which we can only do with His help. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other message by Pastor DeMichael, Please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. All right, let's take our Bibles and go to Romans chapter 7. And I I call this little lesson a reminder. This lesson is going to be a reminder of something that I believe it's likely that most of us know. But we need to be reminded of from time to time. And some of you may not know it. And if you don't, this is really going to help you. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, the great Baptist preacher of a generation gone by, of a century gone by, had this to say. He said, there may be persons who can always glide along like a tram car on rails without a solitary jerk. But I find that I have a vile nature to contend with. And spiritual life is a struggle with me. I have to fight from day to day with inbred corruption, coldness, deadness, barrenness. And if it were not for my Lord Jesus Christ, my heart would be as dry as the heart of the damned. I'm sure if we're honest here this morning, even as believers, we've had that experience. And there's a reason for that experience. And I want to look at that reason this morning as we start out in Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7 and verse 14. Now remember something. When Paul writes this, he's writing as the apostle to the Gentiles. There's no question that he's saved. This is not a question of whether this is a lost man or a saved man writing. And by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he communicates an internal struggle that I believe we're all as believers going to be able to identify with. And he says in verse 14, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. By the way, I want to stop here for a second. That first little phrase, for that which I do, I what? People sometimes call that hypocrisy. I'm against something, and then I find myself doing it. That's what Paul's talking about. That which I do, I allow not. By the way, normally... It's not hypocrisy. It's inconsistency. Paul does not want to do wrong. But he's admitting a weakness here. Hypocrisy is, I'm going to fool everybody. I'm going to hide behind a mask. I'm really not this guy. I'm just going to pretend. It's not what Paul's doing here. He's admitting a struggle for that which I do, I allow not. For what 
I would, that do I not. The thing, thing that I preach against, I find myself doing sometimes, and the thing that I want to do, I find myself not doing. And he says, but what I hate, that I what? That do I. You see the conflict here? He says in verse 16, he says, if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. The law would condemn that action. The law is good. Now then it is no more I that do it. Watch this phrase here. But sin that dwelleth in me. <clears throat> There's uh, schools of thought within Christendom that say once you're saved, you're sinlessly perfect for the rest of your life. I wish that was true. Don't you? Don't you wish that was true? Well, we wouldn't even have to read any further to know that isn't the case with Paul here. He says in verse 18, For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh. Now there's going to be two me's here. He says, In me that is in my flesh, the old man, dwelleth what? No good thing. And by the way, that's what religion does to try to get you saved. Clean up the old man. Make you religious. Get scrubbed up on the outside. For to will is present with me. There's a desire to do right. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. That I can't do good. There may be a will to perform, but there isn't the ability. That's that old man. He says, for the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. And what he's representing in verse 19 is both natures of the believer. Now, if you're lost here this morning, you've probably not experienced this conflict. You may have experienced pangs of conscience when you sin or conviction of the Holy Spirit that you need to be saved. But as far as two persons at war within you, this is a believer talking. And there's an eye that represents the new man, and there's an eye that represents the old man, and they are in conflict with one another. Verse 24, he says, Now if I, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it. The first eye is the old man. Second eye is the new man. He would not. It is no more I that do it, the new man, but sin that dwelleth in me. He says, I find in the law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members. These laws that he's, re that he's referencing here in 22 and 23 are principles. He says, warring against the law of my mind, verse 23, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Look what he says, verse 24, O wretched man that I am. The value of understanding this process and how to get victory is that if you don't understand this process, if you don't understand that you literally have two natures living inside of that body, you will land on verse 24 and end up staying there. I've seen people come to the conclusion, well, I couldn't be saved. If I could have a thought like that or a desire like that, there's no way I could be saved. And yet Paul has laid it out for us already. That old nature is, is, is depraved, it's vile, it's corrupt. 
It's a product of the first Adam by the physical birth. It's dead. It's temporal. And it can't do anything right. Now, the other way to handle it, and there's a small segment of Christendom that does it this way. They say, well, if I were saved, I, I couldn't do any of those things. I couldn't think any of those things. So I must be sinlessly perfect. So they recategorize sin down to six or seven do's and don'ts. And you just ignore the reality. And it produces a smug self-righteousness and a false holiness. By the way, Paul tells us a new man is created in righteousness and true holiness. And we'll see that in just a minute. But he says, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Verse 25, watch this. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. <clears throat> He's the deliverer. He's the deliverer through the cross now as we reckon ourselves dead unto sin. And he is a deliverer ultimately when we go to heaven. And when we go to heaven, this struggle will no longer exist. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to it. I told one young person just this week, second generation Christian, didn't come up through the world the way some of us did that are first generation Christians. I said, thank the Lord that God put you in a Christian home. Thank the Lord that you avoided a lot of the things that some of us went through because to this day, I still struggle with some of the scars and will till the day I go home to be with the Lord. But all of us experience this struggle to one degree or another. And in one of these days, that struggle will be over. And so Paul says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. So there is victory. This is not fatalism. This is just a recognition of the struggle. But with the flesh, the law of sin. And that will someday culminate at our resurrection. So here's a struggle. And turn in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5, and let's look at the battle lines, the battle lines in this struggle. Just a reminder this morning, the old man came by physical birth. He's a descendant of the first Adam who fell in Genesis chapter 3 and brought the curse upon us. If you're saved here this morning, he is dead. He is temporal, crucified, but he's corrupt, the new man product of the new birth, being born again, the spiritual birth, the second Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, The Struggle of Two Natures, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in today's lessons, Pastor taught about how as Christians, we consist of two natures. One nature that wants to serve God, and the other that wants to serve itself. And that while there is a struggle every day to do what is right, we can serve God through His strength and guidance. And that He will continue to grow us to be more like Him throughout our lives. If you are listening today and don't see this in your life, because you have never asked Jesus into your heart, or are unsure of your eternal destiny, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church or visit our website at tvbc.org and we will gladly help in any way we can. As mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or any other message by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org for more information 
or find us on YouTube and Facebook. We also have a bookstore that is open to the public on Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30 and Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us for our weekly services. They begin with Sunday school at 9.30 a.m., followed by the morning service at 10.45 and a Sunday evening service at 5.45 p.m. And of course, all the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and even college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 p.m., which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.